USA and Mexico. We've got tons of thoughts there. A very wealthy team is trying to do a very stupid thing. So we've got that. And what else, Beamer? What was the other thing that we were talking about doing with the thinking Champions League? There was a little bit of resetting of that we'll get into. A little bit of resetting with that. Right. Round of eight. Manchester United go falling out. So that's Mm. good. And that going uh, for us, which is nice. Yeah. And we may or may not point and laugh at Italy. But first, let's talk about Mexico and the U.S. men's national team. Zero-zero. Dragon today because of that game. Oh, yeah. You stayed up for the whole thing. I watched the first half and then went to bed and then woke up and caught the rest of it. But either way, it's a that's tough for you because you just did a three-hour morning show after all that. So it's really not too bad. Um you know, went to bed last night, probably around 12 midnight ish and then fell asleep probably 12, 15. So uh, three hours and 45 minutes of sleep. It's not too bad doing the show and coming in here and getting to talk to you. It's really the alarm clock, the drive into work. Once you get in and the lights are on, that's fine. And then going back home afterwards and sitting my fat ass on the couch, like then, then the drag starts to happen. Right. Yeah, it's and that's good though. It's because it's Friday. Right. That's when you want it to happen. If it was you on should, a Tuesday, no chance. This would be bad. This would be bad. But you're okay now. They did us a favor, at least in that regard. All right. So Mexico, USA, zero zero, at Estadio Azteca. This let's just set the scene uh-huh. because number one, uh, I'm watching this game and my wife. Had, you know, we're both sitting there watching. And my she wife. Goes, my wife. She looks at me and says, "Why is?" this stadium not full. I thought this was USA, Mexico. It's a big deal. And I said, yeah, I'm not sure if this is COVID related or something else. And then I checked it and I had forgotten about the fact they have their issues they with have their some sanctions. Yep. The homophobic chants that have happened yep. in Mexico soccer for many years, those have been sanctioned. And as such, they limit capacity now to just what I think 50% is what they did. Still and, a rather large stadium. Yeah. Yeah. They have also, it's kind of one of those things too, where they hinted at it on the broadcast, but it used to be a stadium Azteca was a hundred plus thousand and you never really knew how many people were there, but it was well over a hundred thousand. And and now they're saying, well, it's probably closer when full to 80,000 because of all the corporate loges and different renovations. That Coca-Cola they've done. suite looks awesome. It last does. Night. It looks like a place to watch. That looks like that'd be a lot of fun. So they, maybe there were 40, 45,000 people there, but Still loud at times, and obviously you still have the alti- the altitude of 7,200 feet above sea level, which I knew it was over a mile high. I forgot it was 7,200 yeah. feet up. That's pretty high. So quick aside, uh, the PGA Tour has a tournament. They play a world golf championship down in Mexico City. 
And so guys who hit the golf ball far already, like a Dustin Johnson or Brooks Kepka or these guys, literally have to adjust their golf game because their 330-yard drives carry like 395 yards down. Like it's So they have to think about it's math. I've hit it too it's far. I'll, I'll, yeah. you'll, you'll think, oh, I can't be too long here. And it's like, no, actually you could. Uh, that's crazy. Even for PGA guys, that's crazy. So, yeah, just a weird place to play sports, but we do it every so often and we know about it. The U.S. national team knows about it, too. And that's why there were comments from Greg Berhalter before this game saying, look, you've got a must win, regardless almost of what happens at Estadio Azteca. You have a must win game against Panama at home. Cannot yeah. You have to get three full points out of that in Orlando on Sunday. No questions asked. Should it be in your thought process to maybe bring out the B team and say, we'll see what happens. We'll try to, you know, duck and cover, hope we get a lucky goal, or maybe we can get out of there with a tie, mm-hmm. but we're not trying to do anything too super. We're going to save our best guys and and not put them at risk for s- Sunday. And I think that would have been an okay strategy. I wouldn't have hated that strategy, actually, as a U.S. men's national team fan. Would you? No. I I mean, it, here's I, the thing that's that really sucked, because I saw this after the game yeah. yesterday. You had some people that were like, wow, I admire Greg Berhalter for going for it. But now all these guys aren't going to be available, and I don't know how they're going to do it against Panama. And it's like, well, do you admire him for going for it? Because that's the risk, right? Yep. You had you had guys on yellow card accumulations. If they get one more yellow, they're out. DeAndre we'll Yedlin, out. Yep. Tim Weah, out. out. Like, those are those are big losses, especially given who's already out for all the other, you know, injury-related concerns you have with Serginho Dest, uh, Brendan Aronson. So not great to lose guys of that caliber but I, I'm with you. I, I would rather see Greg Berhalter not look at Mexico and say, we don't think we can beat this team, yeah. so let's just pack it in. I like going for it and trying to get the historic win there. And it, it didn't result in a loss. It didn't result in, like, significant injuries to anybody. And you got you got some good play out of it. You just didn't get the goals you wanted because... You, you could have. Oh, I was so, so frustrated when Christian Pulisic missed that shot. I'm... I was up off my couch. I screamed when that through ball came in. Supply ball came in. Beautiful. I'm like, this is it. This is going to be it. Here mm. it is. One nil. Going to go up before halftime. It's going to be great. Can you imagine how angry everybody in that stadium would have been if Christian Pulisic pulls the trigger and actually gets that one to go in? Buries that bad boy. And then runs the corner and probably is just talking all his mess and everything else. That would have been quite a scene. But it didn't happen because he blew the chance and he they they were like, is he hurt? And it's like, no, yeah, his soul in his soul. It's just been crushed after he after he put the ball off Ochoa's chest. uh, He like I think he just rolled in shame. Yeah. And then rolled into Ochoa and Ochoa kind of goes down, tries to sell that as a foul and Pulisic's down there yelling at the ground and everything. Uh, I'm with you. That that was hurt. Pride uh, is what that was. I will say this, though. I think it's a great job out of Ochoa on that stop because how many times have you seen? And if you, if you look at the save, I mean, he kind of keeps his body a little bit compact. He's not, because when you're taught as a goalie, 
You know, guys encroaching on your box, you want to get as wide as you can, you know, enough space. You're dipping, you're ducking, you're bending all different ways to take up as much surface area. I think Ochoa was so uncertain to where that ball was going to go, or at least in my mind, this is how I'm processing it, that how many times do you see, like, ball off an arm or off a leg and it slips it through or slips, slips in, over? Yeah. Like, I think it was a pretty good job for him to stay compact on that. He kept, yeah, he kept his arms at his side so that it couldn't, like, squeeze past him like that, like you're talking about. And he did stop it kind of with his right side yeah. a little bit with his arm being tucked in there. Maybe he doesn't make that stop if he's got his hands, you know, all the way spread out. That's that's a good point by you. And he played pretty well. I mean, it's crazy that he's as old as he is now because yeah. I always think of him still as like their bright young future at goalkeeper. And it's like, no, nah, that that was 10 years ago, man. That guy's, you know, long in the tooth now. But he, he put in a, a vintage performance for sure. He's he played well. six years old. That's what I'm saying. Like, I still think of him as a – and he still kind of looks pretty young, you yeah. know. Like, he doesn't look like an older guy. But, yeah, he has been doing it for a long time. He's been their keeper for a while. And – He's he's still still got something that he can do. Still bring something to the table, but you still got to put that chance in. There. Yeah, yeah, you got to finish I mean, that. Like, it's not all, all credit to him aside. Like Pulisic is a world class goal scorer, plays for a team where he now suddenly is playing like himself again, mm-hmm. and that's one that, that that is why America has hope in this national team is that you have guys like Christian Pulisic in the Stadio Azteca in a big moment like that. They are not going to put it wrong, and he did. He flat out just completely biffed one of the best chances we've ever had to beat Mexico at a stadio Azteca. Yeah, and it's pretty wild to to comprehend. Like this is this is the kid now, man, right? Chris yeah, Pulisic, this, kid, I mean, last time, is, last cup cycle, man. like yeah. you're you're the face of the national team. You are like, and for people who aren't necessarily into every World Cup qualifier, or we're just tuned in for that, or we'll just tune in for the World Cup when America plays. They're going to know one guy, and it's going to be Christian Pulisic. That's going to get, that's going to be the guy that everybody knows. In that situation where you are deemed the golden boy of an era and you have all this praise around you and hype surrounding you, you got to put that in the net, man. Of course you, you do. You have to put that in the net. You are the brightest star on this team. I know he's going to be regretting it. I'm sure he said some stuff after the game. It was an unfortunate for him that he couldn't slip it to one of the sides of Ochoa, but you've you've got to bury that opportunity. If just think about this fast forward, if, if the U S gets into the world cup, right. They somehow, you know, group stage game, need a goal late in the game, whatever ball like that comes to Christian Pulisic. If he misses that, like you don't want to see that do anything for his confidence. Well, right. I mean, it, it, it I'm sure he's been there as a soccer player yeah. where he's no had doubt chances he that he's missed and has had to come over that and, and learn. And that I think is the, the good thing with him going to Chelsea and dealing with the English press and everything else there, him being the most high profile American player in the world, no doubt he has. And we heard about it, how, how the pressure got to him and mm-hmm. it caused him to kind of go into a shell and he wasn't looking like himself. Now he's playing like himself again, at least this miss aside, the way that he plays is back. Like he's yeah. back to being that excellent spacer. He's back to being a great connector. Taking on defenders too. I Taking like to see guys that last on. night. Yes. So, so I know there will be like the hardcore tactician guys. So it'd be like, but you're, you're ignoring everything else he does. Well, no, I'm not. I know he does everything else. Well, I know this team doesn't look nearly as good with him out of the lineup. He came in and had a chance to bury Mexico. I know it's first half. Who knows how the second half goes. If they're going into the locker room, sure. one, nothing. Totally changes your tactics. Totally changes Greg's tactics. I get all that. You had a great chance to let all their fears come over them and see how they responded. 
and and we just couldn't finish it off. That's that's frustrating, but it's not to undercut as good of a player as he is, and I still have a lot of faith in him as a player. It just, we can't say it sucked. I, on Twitter, went so far as to say Jossie would have buried that. And, of course, then people were like, oh, apparently somebody didn't watch a game this past that's week. That's the joke. That's the joke, morons. Come on. I know. Yes, I was just doing it to upset all the Jossie haters on U.S. Twitter, on U.S. soccer Twitter. That, too. Which, by the way, U.S. soccer Twitter. It's a very vitriolic It may place. be the most is toxic. word? Yeah, it is. It is, and it's uh, uh, correctly applied here. It is one of the most toxic places on the internet. So you know the song "Toxicity" by System of a Down. Yeah, basically it. It, (laughs) Serge Tanky and just screaming at you. (laughs) That definitely is. All right, so they go into halftime. I went to bed. You stayed up. I did. Give me more of your impressions when they came out of the locker room. What you saw in the second half? Because from what I watched of it, I got the impression that they still came out looking for three points. They did. Until about 15 minutes to go. Yeah, they did. Um, and so you made a couple of subs in the, I think, right on the 60th minute. Gio Reyna came in, uh, which was great. He's. Well, we'll we'll talk. We can talk about him. Okay. We can, we can, <laughs> that's, can, a, listen. that's another conversation to have. Uh, I thought first 15 minutes was kind of the same. You're feeling, feeling, kind of feeling each other out. Uh, and then you you make the sub as well. Uh, Pfeiffer comes in. He also has another great opportunity. That's not the one um, that we talked about earlier. I'm sure we will get to that well, missed opportunity well, as well. Let's talk about that too, because okay. of the two chances, uh, I mean, Polisics is a doorstep. You got to finish it. Yep. The problem with Jordan Pifik's chance there was it, it, it looked like a defender clearing the ball very safely. Like it did not look like a guy who was actively trying to put that on net, and I know he just mishit it. He yeah, he was trying Happens to like all the time. Best in the world do that. And he's Timo running. Werner is an expert in that. Yeah, he is. And and he's running full speed, yep. trying to get on the end of that one. That was expertly again, Gio Reyna, man. That dude getting him back, getting him some looks. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gonna be great when he's fully good and ready to go, and we can get him for the you know majority of the time that he's as a starter, you're going to have him out there getting 70, 80 minutes. You would hope soon, but this, the, the ball he sends across the box there at the, at the time he has to do it. He has no time. Yeah. He's just got to put it spot on. And he does. And Pifik just com- again, completely blows it. Now he's been playing well for young boys of uh, Switzerland, right? I believe yep. that's who he plays for mm-hmm. plays has scored a lot of goals for them. It's not like he isn't a talented goal scorer, too. I think this is a good reminder to everyone when people look at the Cristiano Ronaldo's of the world, the Robert Lewandowski's of the world, and sometimes we get jaded to those guys because they, too, have misses like this. They, too, have games where you're like, wow, how did that guy miss that goal? That's crazy. It helps you understand what an Erling Holland actually is mm-hmm. and how good these guys are where – they do have those chances more often than not, and they don't miss them right. in those big moments. That level of class is just, that's that's where we need to go next as a soccer nation is developing the world-class goal scorer talent that we've, I don't know, we've had it in the past. Brian McBride was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. He certainly was a world-class goal scorer. Landon Donovan, pretty good in front of the net last I checked. Clint Dempsey. I mean, we've had guys who just didn't have many of them on the field, right? We have all these guys who are very good at getting in the final third, and maybe, I don't know, maybe Reyna can become that guy because he seems like he's so good at everything else he does. Maybe he can become the guy that is just 
the best touch of anyone there. I, I certainly, if you're if you're having a futures bet, oh, I'd yeah. put a lot of eggs in the carton of Geo Ring. I'm with you on that, dude. I mean, I know that the, there's a clip obviously from the game last night circling social media of the run that he made and just destroyed four Mexican defenders dazzling. and midfielders where it's like oh my god he's ball string foot like he's just doing whatever he want defenders falling over left and right um and unfortunately my biggest takeaway from that it's like there was no support when he was I know, doing that nobody was else is running like with him to try to get open I, sometimes I it's not often but sometimes I feel like the young players in soccer and especially the young American players on the national team at times, I feel like sometimes they get caught up in like the FIFA video game culture where they're like, wow, look at him go. And it's like, no, this is you're in like, yeah. you don't look at him. <laughs> you make the run. You always make, you ignore the fact that he's That's doing that sick make, on Instagram. Yes, later. It's like, wow, this is really awesome. I can't believe I'm on the field for this. Like get on the other end of it. So he has someone to pass to. But yeah, and, and he got a little buried as well, I think, because he just yeah. had his head down and that's fine. The class is there. Did yeah. you see the comparisons? Multiple people making the connection. No. Uh, they said that run reminded them of a guy in the 86 World Cup, which was played in that very same stadium where he made quite a bit of a run. This guy named Diego Maradona for mm. Argentina made a similar type of dazzling run. Now, of course, that one ended in a goal. Yeah. And he made lots of runs like that in his career. But Gio Reyna getting the Maradona comparisons. That's pretty lofty. That's heavy stuff, man. I don't know man. if I can get there. No, but, but that, that run was reminiscent yeah. of something he would have done at a young age like that making everyone miss and look like they were all just playing in, I don't know, beer league soccer. And he was a real professional. That was special, man. That was something to see. I just, you're right. Where was everybody else on that? Let's not all just stand there and pose for Instagram about it. Let's get there and make that a, a real thing. Uh, another takeaway for me just in the second half, like, you know, there were a couple of breakdowns defense in the first half, second half, kind of the same way. I thought overall, like Zach Steffen on the night wasn't that busy. But no. when he when he needed to be there, he was. Uh, it's good to see him back in the lineup because remember it the is. last last cup qualifying cycle uh, that we yeah, had the a year, back injuries. He had the injuries and he wasn't able to go. So getting to see him obviously return to a little bit of form. I think Ocho was working a little bit harder than Stefan last night. Uh, better opportunities came to us. I thought the defense and all played pretty well. I know that the two misses are going to get the headlines and like we should draw yeah. points out of this game. A shout without- a shout out in the Stadio Azteca should not go unnoticed. Yeah. Mexico had one of their worst expected goals games that they've had this entire qualifying cycle against this defense. Now you could say maybe that's Mexico's tactics not being right, but I had a couple opportunities too, which were scary, some bad touches and some, some bad balls, but yeah, I think Tata Martino is a, is known for being all right at tactics. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, completely an idiot there. I mean, he's, he's obviously had his struggles with this Mexico squad. I'd imagine there's a lot of pressure on him. Oh, the, there's a ton of pressure. Like there's a ton on of him. pressure on Greg Berhalter. Yeah, there is. These, but, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, did you see the intro that CBS had put together for that yeah, game? That like at the right. I mean, they they nailed it, man. It it it's big for the U.S. It is huge for Mexico every time. It always is. But now you've got for U.S. soccer fans, it's become you know the biggest thing that we look forward to every four years outside of the World Cup. It's mm-hmm. these two qualifiers against Mexico, and the U.S. can say this. They took four points off Mexico this qualifying cycle. I, mean, I think it, at the beginning of the cycle, as we entered the hex, if 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 we came to you and said, "U.S. fans, you're going to get four points out of Mexico. Take it. 
or randomizer. I'll give you 180 minutes to get more points. What would you do? I think four points. Everybody sign up every, every day of the week. Everybody would sign it's up. It's disappointing that. coming off of it because it's so fresh and the way the game panned out. Yeah. But four points against that team in which you've had horrible performances and underwhelmed against worse teams, especially what happened last cup cycle. We're not yeah. going to get into that, yeah. but you'll take it to the bank every time. Uh, let's not talk about how many points we got against Canada, who is now the true juggernaut of CONCACAF, but just as whatever. everybody predicted, just as we all thought they told would. you Alfonso Davies got to watch out for him. Even yeah. though he's not playing. Yeah, that's right. He is good when he is playing. Um, so here's where it all stands. After all the results the other night, uh, Canada is still sitting on 25 points. USA now on 22. Mexico tied at 22, but mm-hmm. USA has the goal differential nine to six. Yep. Plus nine to plus six. That's good for the U.S. Costa Rica jumps ahead of Panama with their surprise victory yesterday. 19 points now. Three back of the USA and Mexico. I said this last time we were talking about it. Don't sleep on Costa Rica. They're yep. not dead until they're dead. And they are very much alive in this thing right now. Panama on 18 points. So five team race, five team race for three real spots and then a playoff spot. Don't want any part of that. Nope. I don't either. I do not either. So here's what you've got this weekend. Canada plays Jamaica at home and then they're at Panama. Okay. The U S of course plays Panama at home and at Costa Rica, Mexico at Honduras and El Salvador at home should be at least four out of that for them. So I'm going to, I mean, if not, six i mean they should pencil themselves into like 26 points is what i'm gonna say for them okay and then you've got costa rica at el salvador should be three points for costa rica that put them on 22 tied with the u.s and then they've got the game with us to wrap up at costa rica too by the way it's not a cakewalk there i don't know if i'm a thousand percent factually correct in saying this but i think i did see it the other day that the U.S. in World Cup qualifying has never gotten a result in Costa Rica. Is that correct? That can't be right. That can't be right. They've never gotten a result. I mean, I know it's tough to play there, and a lot of times they play on AstroTurf or, or whatever field turf that they play on sometimes at Saprissa Stadium, but I I can't imagine that's there – there has to have been – they have to have gotten a tie at least. I, I feel like that's not right. I don't know. I thought, I, I mean, everything you see on Twitter is 100% real life. So. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, well, it's definitely not. I'll put it this way. Whatever the actual stat is, I want no part of needing a point to get into the World Cup in that game. Um, but here's the reality. U.S. has to beat Panama Sunday. That puts the U.S. on 25 points. Then the max Costa Rica can get is 25. So Mexico can still get 26. And we know that's, you know, barring something crazy happening, they're probably going to get to either 26 or 28. So they've they've probably got second locked up. We've got to be third. Now, goal differential for the U.S. versus Costa Rica, U.S. is plus nine, Costa Rica plus two. Okay. So as long as Costa Rica doesn't score like, I don't know, seven goals on us or whatever it would have to be in that final game, let's hope that the U.S. can see out like a zero zero tie against Costa Rica. Uh, but they're going to be, I mean, they're going to be going for it. Costa Rica will be Panama. Hopefully gets eliminated from all serious contention by us on Sunday, but that's it. It all comes down to Panama Sunday. I'm sick to my stomach. Cause it's another, it, it, uh, I don't want to hear anybody reassure me anything. I don't hear from anybody like last time. I was like, Oh, all we got to do is go down to Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, that's it. I don't want to hear anything <laughs> about it. I just want to hear about a win Sunday evening. That's what I want to hear about. And then we'll we'll let all that fall where it may. But 
Oh. I don't think that was factually accurate in what I said. I thought all. I thought that had to be wrong. There's no way that could be right. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Some problems for Italy. We will point and laugh nervously so that hopefully the U.S. doesn't go through the same thing. You're listening to Bone and Beam United, brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United, brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. So we talked about the U.S. chances of qualifying for the World Cup. Last go-around, we know the U.S. did not make it in. Neither, though, did Italy. And I feel like as much as the U.S. not making it is a big story for us, the bigger story around the world was Italy not making it to the World Cup, right? I mean, that's that's something that's not tolerated. But Italy thought they'd figured it out, right? Roberto Mancini was brought in. They were able to win the Euros. Win the Euros. They won the the World Cup of Europe, where all the good World Cup teams are. So you think, oh, well, they've corrected all their problems. Then they go out in the World Cup qualifying. That was eight months ago. (laughs) That was eight months ago where they beat England in a penalty shootout at Wembley. Eight months ago. Uh, Then they, they are in a spot where they need to either tie or beat North Macedonia to be able to continue on in qualifying. Would that have officially locked them in? Or they just would have continued? They I would don't have remember. continued. They would have gone to a playoff. Okay. Another playoff. Right. So, in this game, I want to give you this stat because I find it to be mind-bending. Italy had 32 shots on goal. <laughs> 32! <laughs> this is not hockey. This is not total shots either. Shots at goal! 32! There's 90 minutes in a game. Quick North, math on that, one every three minutes. North Macedonia, to compare, had five. Mm. But it's not like their goalkeeper was making save after save after like crazy save. It was this was not Tim Howard versus Belgium. This was mostly just a lot of weak routine chances right at the goalkeeper. Not a lot of work he had to do. And so it looked like they were gonna see this out. They had four minutes of stoppage time left. Yep. In stoppage time, though. <sighs> Alexander Trajovsky, Trakovsky, my guy who I don't know how to say his name, but I know how to watch that goal. Cause it was out of nowhere too. It was one of those. Yes. Where the keeper sends it forward. The guy yep. who I just said, didn't have to do a whole lot, even though he had 32 shots against him. He kicks it 70 yards upfield. A couple guys knock it around. It ends up at, uh, whatever his name is. Alexander Trakovsky. Alexander Trakovsky's. Yes. He ended up at his feet. He takes a couple touches and then from outside the 18 unleashes a left footer that curls around the goalkeeper and in (laughs) out of nowhere, out of absolutely nothing. Like you said, and then you see all the, all the Italy players just, Oh, they crumbled. They did. They knew what it meant. They knew it was over. They knew. Yes. You've got time. You got to come back and score a goal, but no way you're doing that at that point. And it's stoppage time, and they did not. And they they are out of the World Cup for the second time in a row. Bone, it has been since 2014 since yeah. we have last seen them in a World Cup. It will be until 2026. It'll be 12 years. The next years. time that they could, let alone missing it for the third straight time, the next time they could potentially make a World Cup. Italy, the team who just won the Euros eight months ago. Sitting at home. 12 years. Now, let me ask you this question. Because I saw, I think, ESPN FC tweet this hypothetical hypothetical out. If it meant your team not being in the World Cup for 12 years, right? would you take an international tournament in that stead? Um, 
No. Well, because ours is a little bit different. Because the U.S. did that and could. I'm, I'm not. Don't, I don't think don't I'm speak wrong. Into existence. No, don't I don't think I'm wrong existence. in saying that the U.S. missed the World Cup, won the Gold Cup. I mean, hopefully not going to miss the World Cup this time, but could. By the way, I found the stat: oh nine and two all time in Costa Rica. Oh, really? Yeah, have never won a game. Never won a game in Costa Rica. That does not surprise me. But never getting a result. I I thought they would have gotten a result a couple times. Okay. Anyway, um, so this is for Italy. To go back to them for a second. And I guess we shouldn't take away from North Macedonia. Credit to them. Our man Zoran, by the way, having yeah. him, had himself a day. I know longtime crew fan Christina uh, Belevska. I know she's a big fan. She is obviously a big North Macedonian fan of Macedonian descent. So let her live. I'm sure everybody rooting for that team is thrilled. And that should be a great story. And it is. It's a fantastic story for them. Because the best part about in the locker room afterwards, too, because they will play Portugal in the next the next round of yeah. the playoffs to get into the world cup, they issued a warning to Cristiano Ronaldo. They said, no, no, just wait until you play us, buddy. We just took down the Italians. That's right. You don't think we can handle the Portuguese? Yeah. No kidding, man. I love it. Good for I them. Love, they should, they should feel all of that oh, right yes, now. Yes, they should. And this is, this is uh, on Tuesday where they will play that game for the spot in cutter on the line. Um, how about Giorgio Cannellini? And him too. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Giorgio Cannellini. Why did I say that? Giorgio mm-hmm. Chiellini. Yes. Yep. Him too. Where he said the quote he had was, I'm proud of my teammates. We're all destroyed and broken, but we have to start again. At the moment, it's difficult to talk about it. It will remain a great hole. Also, I'm 73 years old. How am I still playing soccer? <laughs> he then said, I hope that the coach will stay because he's essential for this team. Now we have to return to winning, go to the Euros, and in four years time, return to this blessed World Cup. You're not going to be returning to this blessed World Cup, right? Maybe. You look at how old he is. You think I mean, that there's not going to be much gas left in the tank when it comes back around for three more years of Giorgio Chiellini or Cannellini, depending on how you say <laughs> it. I don't know where that came from. I will say this, maybe though. You're hungry. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I will add this. Can you imagine? Let's say they qualify for I mean, they should. There's 48 teams going next time, right? That's the other thing we didn't say about USA Mexico. That's the last time yeah. that you're going to have the Seven chance. Year, eight years. No, it's the last time you're going to have the chance in a stadio Azteca to have probably a qualifier that matters for the U.S. Because there, I can't see it for a, a scenario when they go to 48 where the U.S. and Mexico are duking it out. Aren't we the, going to another like qualifying system for that? There, right. That's what I'm saying. It'll be a different qualifying system, and obviously next time around we don't have to qualify because it's being hosted by both countries. Right. So that's. The next time there's anything on the line that would even remotely come close, maybe never, but it's certainly not going to be for eight years. Italy probably gets into the next World Cup just on sheer volume of teams that are going to be there. What do you think the tickets are going to be like for Italy's return to the World Cup and it's in the United States? Oh, God. Right? Like, they put that in New York City. Just the people of Italian descent yeah, here right. that will want to say, I'm at Acro- this game. Across the country. Right, wherever. across the country. But Let I alone mean, coming over from Italy. Yes, and then you'll have all plenty of people who will say, I want to fly wherever they're going. Oh, it's America. It's super easy for us to get there. It's, it's you know, a, a country we're familiar with, most likely. Yeah, I mean, I would think you're going to have a ton of people. Those tickets are going to be insane. But we'll have to, you can save up from this, this cycle because you're not going. Hopefully the U.S. is. I just have to... <sighs> What do you think that stadium was like? 
I mean, oh, it was obvious imagine. they were deflated. Like the stadium was like a you know giant balloon popped, and like there was no noise at all. And by the way, I love the North Macedonian celebration. Whole team out of the field, coaches, everybody out oh, there going yeah. crazy. Like of that was course, great. that's why it should be. But just to beat Italy and to have won a serious major tournament less than a year ago, and for you to miss out on not one one World Cup is an issue. It's yes, but you could chalk it up to we just missed a few guys or we whatever. We had a, I don't remember the storyline four years ago when they're trying to qualify for the World Cup in Russia. Right. Two years in a row, or not two years, two, two cycles, two in, a cycles row, yeah. in a row. That's a big time disappointment, man. It is. It is. And I mean, the the amount of what ifs that are going to go through people's heads, right? Because you had guys who had chances throughout that could have done something to where not just in this game. I mean, I know I said they had, you know, 74 shots or whatever it was that they had 194. Yeah. They had a lot of shots, but uh, they, they had, you know, like a penalty, uh, at least a couple penalties. I want to say in qualifying yeah. that if those get made, they have chances to go ahead without even being in this playoff spot. So for that to happen as well, like just all the guys that are going to rue the chances they had that they didn't take. You know, they're going to live with this for the rest of their lives. That's hard. That's that is tough to live with. Yeah. Um, we had some, as we've been recording this, some technical difficulties. We were going to talk a little bit more about Champions League and some of this other stuff. We'll have to table some of that. I think we'll get back to it next week because uh, <laughs> the time issues happened during the podcast while we were recording. So, you know what? Cut it's out crazy. some of our recording time. Podcast magic. You never even know what happened. I know you don't know what happened, but it, it took uh, some of our time. So we didn't get to everything today, but promise we will continue to have more discussions uh two weeks when we come back with the world ep- episode of bone and united next week we'll get back to talking crew stuff before uh before we go sunday su- sunday seven o'clock mm-hmm. panama at home orlando yeah how, how are you feeling just how how are you feeling it's friday morning right now we're what a little more than 48 hours away 56 hours 57 hours away from the game how are you feeling about it just going in i i feel like Christian Pulisic will want redemption. I feel like Gio Reyna got a little taste and he's going to be hungry. I feel like there are plenty of guys still like Tyler Adams, like another thing we didn't mm-hmm. even get into, but Tyler Adams avoided a yellow card. He's good. He can go. What a nice guy he seems to be. He's, uh, he's a tremendous talent and, yes, a nice guy too. I I feel like you will get the right effort from this group. I think they all know what's at stake. And here, here's, I guess, the other takeaway. You had so much pressure on this team ever since they missed the World Cup last time. Last mm-hmm. time it was almost for a lot of these guys that are now being counted on. They're more or less like, well, it would have been nice if Christian Pulisic could have done that all himself, but it's more the guy's faults ahead of him who didn't get it done. That's kind of where it's I think. It's not our fault. Right. Now it is, it is all on you. You guys know you're the next generation. It is now. This is your time. You're hungry about missing that World Cup. I think you are going to see a focused, determined, balls-to-the-wall type of performance from this team. And I, I would not be surprised if they beat Panama by two goals. Ooh, like, I'm saying, I know Panama whoa. knows the same thing, but I'm I'm confident that this team has the right pieces in place and they're going to come out and play the right way. They are not going to be overconfident. They are not going to assume it's an easy three points. They're going to come out and give you their best game. I really genuinely believe that. So, yeah, I'm going to say they win 3-1. to one. I'll say it's a big 3-1 win. I'm scared shitless this game. <laughs> For being honest. That's fine. That's fine. 
I, I can imagine in my the in, nerves in my mind, are there for me too. I'm not denying the nerves. I'm just if you ask me to bet on what would happen, I think when the, when the chips are down, I think this team is going to respond. I think they're going to find a way to respond. And I can't believe I'm saying that after Christian Pulisic, one of the guys that just said he's going to have a big game, <laughs> biffed one of the biggest chances we've ever had. To knock Mexico off in Mexico. I am picturing in my mind it's 82nd minute and it's nil nil <laughs> on Sunday. Oh God, I hope you're wrong. With but Costa Rica I, I, I know what you like mean. That's, I, I know. I'm, I'm kind of there. I know what you mean. I'm kind of there. We shouldn't have talked trash about the Italians. No. we. Well, we, I don't even know if we were talking. We were just saying the truth. We were just saying what happened. Oh, we we're just saying. We are just pointing out what happened. And you know what? If it happens to us, we'll... We'll cancel our plans for crew coverage and we'll go back to what the hell? How are we not in the world cup? Here's the crazy Bunch thing. Pampered tattoo millionaires. <laughs> That's right. Alexi lawless. By the time we record the next podcast, we'll know whether or we'll not know. we have a world cup to go to. Oh God. That's a terrifying, terrifying <sighs> proposition. Oh man. Yeah. Think about that. Five days time. We're going to know. Let me, t- I'll say this. If they don't win against Panama, I have no confidence in anything. By the way, I still I think no they're up for a, for a, um, I don't know what they're called, but a, a, a potting seed as well in the World Cup. Like, you're still up for a, a one seed to technically be top of the group. Oh, yeah, right. I mean, if things fall apart for Canada, you could actually, yeah, if they go beat Panama and then get a point at Costa Rica, it's theoretically possible, but not banking on I'm not banking on anything, my friend. I'm all I'm I, I'm telling you, if you ask me to bet on it, I would bet mm-hmm. on the U.S. winning sun, on Sunday, and that's as far as I'll go. I'll go with the I'll still stick with the three one score line, but I don't care what it one is. One nil, eighty eighth minute goal. If, if you we can win. score a half a goal and win, and it's half a goal to nothing, I'll take that point one goal. I would take just as long as you get over that line, you win, they lose. That's what you need. So that's it for us. Uh, thanks to Zaftig Italian Village as well. Your home for all things soccer. When you want to go to a soccer bar, that's where you need to be. We'll be there uh, off and on all throughout the next few months watching soccer, of course. Hopefully we'll see you out there. Until next time, thanks for listening to Bonavine United.